0: Now, fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. As expected, the province unveiled a suite of measures to cool the hot housing market. We've been talking about that a lot lately here on Fight Back, but one of the aspects that we haven't really examined in depth is rent control, which will now apply to all rental units not just those built before 1991, which was the case up until today. The idea for this was likely inspired by a story from our neighborhood here in Liberty Village. It was a story of some tenants a few blocks away, and they got double a doubling of their rent, From $1,800 a month to $3,600 a month, that got huge publicity. And I have an inkling that it was those stories that inspired the premier to bring in rent control. Uh, So is that a good thing? Economists generally say it's a bad idea. Tenants mostly like the idea. But this new rent control affects everyone, from big landlords to people who rent a basement or a second-floor unit to help pay off their mortgages. I'd like to hear from you. Do you think this is good? Do you think that something like this will help increase the the supply of rental units? Because that's one of the other things that the government wants to do in this. The numbers to call, as always, 416 360 0740 or toll free 1 866 740 4740. And right now we're going to go to uh, Dina Schiff, who is with the Braille team real estate agents. She deals mainly in rentals in the GTA. And Jim Murphy, who is the president and CEO of the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario. Hello. Hello, Libby. Hi. Uh, So, Jim, let's start with you. What's your reaction to this? Well, we're obviously uh, very
2: disappointed by the uh, government's announcement today uh, on the rent control. Um, We have seen in Toronto a renewed interest in purpose-built rental. And purpose-built rental are those apartment buildings that are professionally managed by property management companies. Uh, We have 28,000 units in the pipeline to be built And last year in Toronto, for example, there was a 50% increase in new rental housing. And with this change of applying rent control to post-1991 buildings, uh, many of those projects will now be put on hold. And there is a a large and significant risk that many of them will not be constructed. Uh, We did a recent survey of our members, uh, and uh, even of the 15 that responded, uh, $2.7 billion in construction is at risk. Uh, no one supports a doubling of rents, but there are other practical solutions that could have been used that would have uh, met the government's needs to uh, you know, deal with the issue in terms of, of, of their own political needs, and at the same time, to allow for the continuance of purpose-built rental and more choice for tenants.
1: Now, uh, we just uh, heard a clip from Tim Hudak, who heads the Ontario Real Estate, Real Estate Association, and... He was generally pl- praising these measures, and he said that the government consulted with his group quite a number of times. Uh, did they consult with you, Jim?
2: They, we provided uh, solutions and alternatives to them. Um, they met with, uh, with some of our members and some of our industry representatives, uh, but they did not formally respond to our proposals, uh, which included uh, a capping or a ongoing uh, ro- what we call a rolling exemption. Uh, which even the NDP government had in the early 1990s. So they never formally responded to our proposals, uh, which is unfortunate because I think there could have been a solution found here that would have met their needs and also allowed for the continuance of purpose-built rental.
1: Okay, Dina, let's bring you into the conversation. So you look for rentals for people. What do you think this will uh, do to uh, your job?
3: Um,
2: It will definitely help the tenants. I work solely with tenants looking for you know, units primarily in the downtown core, and rent is uh, has significantly been raised from last year. Anyways, all around one hundred fifty dollars. So a lot of my clients can't afford these condos. So I think that
1: capping the rent year by year will, will help them a little. I I'm I'm for it actually. Um- Okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Uh, Jim, let's go back to you. So uh, there was this story about a, a doubling of rent. What would cause a doubling of rent? To me, uh, it, it just seems like a, a stratagem to get rid of those particular tenants. Am I wrong?
2: Um, well, actually, in this that particular case, of which there was one case, um, that was uh, uh, probably what was at hand here. That was a bankrupt builder, it wasn't even a landlord, uh, a company called Urban Core, and the receiver came in, and of course, in any bankruptcy situation, the receiver is trying to get as much on the dollar as possible. So it's very unfortunate that in a very isolated incident that doesn't even involve a purpose-built rental or a landlord that the government brings in a whole series of measures that affect the entire industry and put all of these new rental uh, units at risk. And that's going to be a benefit to tenants because... Tenants need more choice and more options. They don't need less.
1: Okay, but let me ask you this: So we've seen this craziness in the the um, real estate market. For if if it costs and in one year it went up thirty three percent to buy a home, you would think that there would also be a corresponding big increase in in rental. And and uh, what would that have been if you just kind of let the market work?
2: So. Right now in Ontario, 82% of all tenants are covered by rent control. Um, There's 18% that are not that would uh, be in essentially post-1991 buildings. Um, And uh, the vacancy rates, uh, yes, are low in certain uh, municipalities across the province. So there is a connection between the home ownership market and the rental market. If people can't afford to own a home, Or own a condominium uh, they're going to more likely rent but the solution to all of that is is more supply and providing more options it's not providing less and I think there was a a possible solution here that would have seen you know perhaps a a capping that would have met the government's needs and still allowed all of these new uh, rental units to be uh, built Uh, The other thing that I would just add is the government's announcement today um, also impacts in a very new way uh, the condominium market because um, most uh, condominiums, about 30%, I should say, are investor-owned. They're um, rented out. And so in Toronto, again, there's about 68,000 rental units and condominiums that are post-1991 not under rent control. And we don't know how those investors are going to react and they now are limited to 1.5% and increasing on an annual basis their uh, their rents. And we don't know what the impact is going to be on future condominium development when 30% of projects are investor-owned. So this is another new aspect that goes beyond the sort of purpose-built rental apartment buildings uh, that uh, rent control has applied to. So
1: you, what you're basically saying is that you think uh, this might cause a lot of people to start selling condos at the same time and, and kind of bring that market down a bit.
2: That, that could be a possibility. Uh, I don't know what the reaction of investors might be. They might continue with the tenants if they have a good relationship. They might put it on the market. But if, if, if investors do put it on the market, again, that's not going to be very helpful to tenants because it'll mean there's less choice.
1: Uh-huh, but but if, if the condo market goes down a bit, it it um, might help some more tenants get into the market.
2: On the ownership side, perhaps. Um, but, you know, if you've got somebody who wants to rent for whatever reason, maybe they're young, they're starting out their career, or, or they're retired, uh, and, you know, have sold their uh, their home they've lived in, uh, there might be less choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dina, um, again, you think this is a good idea? Well, I don't work. I
2: work with... Condos that are independently owned by specific landlords or investors. Um, so I think that it is a good idea, and also the new standard lease law that they're going to implement I think will be a little beneficial to tenants as well because right now a lot of landlords are adding these outrageous clauses um, that makes it, you know, a little difficult.
1: Okay, to Dina, home. Dina, sorry, I'm going to stop you. Um, oh, you're sure. on a very bad line. Oh, so. Uh, sorry. Sorry, so we're going, to, we're, we're going to say goodbye to you. Thank oh, you. No problem if you can't hear me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, thanks okay, a lot, take Dina. Care. Take care. Okay. Um, well, Dina obviously representing renters that thinks this is a good idea. Um, again, Jim, uh, you mentioned a kind of a cap. So what, what exactly were you proposing to stop something like a doubling of rent?
2: we were proposing a 10% cap but um, uh, we wanted to have discussions with the government about that Um, so you know you know significantly different from 100% increase or a 30-40% increase we thought that that might work in terms of allowing for a new purpose-built rental to continue to be uh, constructed uh, and for the the numbers in terms of the um, uh, overall financials to work Uh, and so we were suggesting that to the government along as I say with uh, uh, the potential for a, uh, a rolling exemption for new purpose-built rental buildings.
1: Okay uh, we're about to go to the phones but uh, just one more question before we do that uh, you suggested that some purpose-built rentals may not be built now but if they've already started you know um, what are they just going to leave it there or are they going to make them into condos or what?
2: But obviously, the uh, where they're at in terms of the, the, the construction stage. Uh, we've had, as I say, a lot of new purpose-built rentals built, and they're operating as apartments. Uh, I think the ones that are planned that perhaps haven't been constructed, uh, they will look at to either uh, put them on hold uh, or perhaps even convert them to condominiums.
1: Okay. Uh, let's take a call from uh, Fred in Mississauga. Hi, Fred. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thank
4: you. Um, you got an interesting radio program. I'm, uh, I'm I'm intrigued by this.
1: Thank you. Uh, you're on the air. We're listening to you.
4: Uh, I had a, a home in uh, Toronto not too long ago, and uh, it took me six months to get the tenants out
1: because mm-hmm.
4: uh, they destroyed the house. And um, the absolute tilt of, of legislation towards or against landlords is, is really prohibitive to anybody wanting to rent anything, first of all. That's my first point. And secondly... I, I can't think of anybody in Ontario who would think the the Kathleen Wynne government should be anywhere near any more taxation, because their record of it recently has been absolutely brutal. I I can't think of anyone that wouldn't agree with that.
1: Well, you 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 consider this a tax on landlords? Um, it's a
4: tax. It's just an extra tax. It, it's more revenue. It's general revenue for the government. And no one knows where this money goes. It comes in in, in the buckets full and goes everywhere. Just a
1: minute. But but t- we're talking about rent control here. So it's not money they're getting. It's money that you can't charge your tenant.
4: No, I, I understand that part. But the, is not the the, the the proposal going forward that the tax is going to be an extra tax on purchasing by foreign buyers? Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah. The Oh, the, the foreign buyers tax. Yes.
4: Yes, and then and, and I, I understand that that needs to happen to a degree in the sense of cooling the market and and eliminating people who are basically absentee buyers. I I, I get that. And I think that's great. What scares me is whose hands it goes into, because uh, the I mean the general the, the the provincial government really has a brutal brutal record with any general revenue that it gets. Um, uh, We've uh, uh, there's, there's tons and tons of examples of it, and it's just disappointing that, um, uh, unfortunately, the housing market has got to the point where there has to be something done, and I agree with that 100%. It just bothers me that um, it has to go into the hands of people who have a terrible record of touching it.
1: Um, Fred, I just want to ask you one more question uh, before we let you go about you said that you had a rental unit, and it took you six months to get rid of bad tenants. Correct. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: Uh, they destroyed the home there was people on three different levels I I, would, I saw the damage on a regular basis I asked them what was going on they they, they wouldn't give me answers they wouldn't pay the they they ended up uh, uh, tra- trashing the place uh, they paid they lived for six months rent free they couldn't I couldn't shut their power off I couldn't shut the I couldn't shut anything off because of all the regulations I didn't want to but I had no other leverage um, uh, it was almost a twenty thousand dollar bill going to to do anything with the courts, and I got nothing for it because they all went. They all went bankrupt. So I couldn't. I, I basically lost all of that, and I would never, ever, ever rent again for that reason. This was a nice property uh, in the Davisville and Young area.
1: Yeah, that's uh, and there are a lot of rentals in that area. Okay, are. well, thank you for sharing that. I, I think that uh, probably a lot of landlords feel that way. Thanks, Dave.
4: You're very welcome.
1: Okay. B- bye bye now. Bye bye. Uh, Jim, uh, do you hear that story often?
2: Yes, um, we do. And, uh, in fact, we were working with the government uh, around measures uh, that, uh, you know, there are, you know, just like they're uh, not all tenants, of course, but there are some tenants who uh, are, uh, you know, we call professional tenants uh, that can uh, can be problematic. Um, And it's unfortunate in this story that it takes so long to deal with that. In terms of a you know a p- a potential eviction and then what the, s- the state of the property is like uh, after those uh, those tenants finally leave uh, again this is not you know, obviously a majority of tenants at all but uh, there is a, a uh, you know we, we do hear stories about it and uh, the system is uh, very slow and very long in dealing with that uh, in terms of uh, you know the situation that was just described
1: yep. Yep. Um, it, it is uh, slow and long, and uh, do you think this will make it even slower and longer?
2: Well, you know, the government didn't announce anything today that uh, would deal with that issue. Um, they could have announced some issues around that in terms of stream, streamlining the process, um, but they didn't do that, uh, at least we're not aware of in terms of the highlights of the announcement today. Uh, so I, I don't think anything in the announcement today
3: will, uh, will deal with that.
1: Okay, yeah, let's take one more call from Keith and Selkirk. Hi, Keith.
3: Hi, how are you today?
1: Fine, how are you?
3: Not bad, thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment on rent controls, how less and less they're considering the landlord in the situation. Like They um, restrict them to uh, a 1.5% increase, and yet the utilities, the gas, electric, the water, even taxes can go up 20%, 25%, 30%, 40%, and um, they're not restricted. You know, like I'm talking about rent when it's all inclusive. And I don't think that's fair. I think if you're going to restrict the landlord, you should restrict the utilities and the city for taxes and everything else like that.
1: Well, it's supposed to be rate of inflation, but you're right. Uh, We have seen our hydro bills go up a lot more than that.
3: Exactly. And that's just one of the utilities. So that's all I have to say. It's like there's so many laws protecting the tenant. And And just a a really small handful protecting the landlord.
1: Okay, thanks for that. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we have to move along. Jim Murphy, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Um, You know, just obviously that, uh, you know, we're disappointed that, uh, you know, the announcement today, there was talk of, you know, how it might benefit tenants. But in the long term, it won't benefit tenants because they'll have less choice and less options available without uh, the purpose-built rental.
1: Okay. Jim Murphy, President and CEO of the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario, thank you very much for that.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.